more deadly than a kryptonite ring, it's Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast about graphic novels, sequential art, and drawings on paper. I'm your host, Henry Gilbert, that's H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter, and I'm here with our regular co-host, Chris Antista. Hi, sorry, <laughs> running that gamut clip through. You're doing all that sound over my best intro mm-hmm. that I've ever that's given it. on this show. Wasn't that the best intro ever, Dave Rudden? Hi, uh, yes. Thank you. It was. High energy. Mm -hmm. I gotta gotta pick this up, up. guys. Come on. You know, when I first met you and I saw your Twitter handle, Mm -hmm. I thought that that was kind of like a shortening of the term high energy. You know, it could work that way. It could work as energy, but with an extra E. It still doesn't work. It could work as a lot of things, but I'm... But it's memorable, and that's the mm. important thing, guys. Unspellable. Guys, <laughs> H-E. It's unspellable. That's what you... <laughs> we should sing that together like the... Uh, the You could be Nack and Cole, and I could be his daughter. Mm-hmm. Remember? That's what that's I would have said. The way oh, I yeah. see it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you Look, you guys remember this <laughs> reference to Nat King Cole's daughter's duets oh, yeah. album Fuck where you. she sang with her dead father? You can't handle pop culture jokes. Don't listen to laser time shows. You know, I think why kids wouldn't get mm. old things like that today is I blame it on the lack of Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. The, the lack of Saturday Night Live reruns in their lives. Mm. When we grew up, uh, correct oh, me if yeah. I'm wrong, guys, you could always count on if everything else sucked on TV on the weekend. Mm-hmm. The Comedy Central was likely showing four yeah. episodes of Saturday Night Live in a row. Do you remember Donald Trump's first wife? <laughs> exactly. Very specific jokes about movies, about about like albums that had just came yeah, out, yeah. pop stars. Like It told you everything you needed to know about them because Saturday Night Live would go for the broadest, most obvious joke. Mm-hmm. I think a part of me died when Saturday Night Live reruns went to E. Yes. Oh, it hurt. It was like, th- that does not fit with the network. They tried to, f- to, to salvage that with Mad TV reruns. <laughs> yeah, it just diminished both of them because it just didn't fit with E. And meanwhile, E would play like just something episodes with Will Ferrell, whereas Ooh. Comedy Central was rerunning the Dana Carvey, Phil Hartman. Did they have like a, what's his, uh, the 1980 like yeah. season of the, the Dead? Yeah. And like, yeah. That's what I. The now Robert look, Downey Jr. season? Yeah. Now looking Charles back. Charles Rocket. <laughs> Brad, what's his face, <laughs> Mi- Mr. Elaine, Mr. Mr. Louis Dreyfus, who Brad I Hall. for years I mistook him for Brad Bird. Oof. Yeah, I'm like, oh wow, Lane's husband's really doing well for himself, directing all these Pixar movies. Yeah, but it's it, but then you see him on Kirby Enthusiasm, you're like he lost some hair. I yeah, but then what's he care? Like he's not in TV anymore. Mine was Mystery Science Theater 3000 mm-hmm. because every joke you didn't get meant you were unaware in some way. <laughs> And then everything I didn't get, it would mm-hmm. stick with me. And when I would see it, like, oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. It's time to learn who Orson Bean is. Oh, that is what they call God in Hebrew. And that yeah. is the name of uh, Unc the Uncle in My Three Sons. Now or, I know. Uh, who was the <laughs> one super fat guy? When they would do a joke about something. Like, if they did a joke about somebody being short, they would say, oh, that's Al Pacino's suit. And if it was somebody fat, they would say. I, ju- I just got a new Mystery Science Theater, three, three, Mystery Science Theater 3000 joke mm-hmm. recently. Oh, yeah? It was That's a, why it's fun to watch this. It was insane. It was. It's one of my favorite lines. They do it over and over again, mostly in Warrior of the Lost, most notably in Warrior of the Lost World. Uh-huh. Uh, where are you going, man? Nowhere in particular. Man, I <laughs> wish I was you. Hang in there, man. Like I, that. That was a hilarious line. Mm-hmm. It is from a one-season show 
with Michael Parks. And I was looking into what? Michael Parks because he's fucking awesome in Red State. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. Um, uh, Kill Bill. Michael Parks is the shit. And, uh, yeah, number one, son. If I, if you had done that to me, I would not have killed you. I would have just rolls. cut your face. <laughs> and that, that screen cap you got from Follow That Bird. Blew my mind uh, with, that, uh, North I, Northwest. That has gotten more response on Instagram than I've gotten in a while. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I have always. I didn't realize Follow That Bird was a bomb. Oh, I wow. just yeah. finished well, Jim Henson's biography. Bad. I wrote an art like there's footage from the fucking Star Wars set. People, it's on LaserTimePodcast.com. Oh, that puppet, real it's life a puppet. Practical effect. Practical effect. A beautiful practical effect that works without any touch-ups. Like, I love that JJ was just showing off there. He was like, "Yeah, look, we're in Tunisia. Mm-hmm. This is a real set." And here's a puppet Beautiful. walking around that looks real. No special effect huh. needed. And there's a giant section in the uh, Muppet book on, on making Yoda and how frustrating it was for the Muppeteers. Oh, yeah. Uh, it wasn't very accommodating. You can go look at the article. I wrote a brief history of Lucasfilm and the Muppets. Mm-hmm. Well. Uh, underneath that. And, uh, but, uh, fuck, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, follow that bird. Huge bomb. But in terms of, like, a practical effects movie, taking those Muppets yeah. out in the real world, it is the culmination of that. <laughs> It is Jim Henson. It's the last Muppet movie Jim Henson was involved with mm-hmm. and starred in. Mm-hmm. Last time he did Kermit on a, in any major movie. And yeah. it's just, there's a scene. Did you see the Instagram, Hank? Well, the North by Northwest. It's incredible. That? You never would have got that. The movie came out when I was four. Looking. But it's, it's Ernie and Bert flying a plane into Big Bird for an <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock reference, which is, why the, which, which is why Jim Henson productions are better than anything else. Yeah. I read a tweet uh, recently that was saying, like, this guy was proposing... The, uh, the the Henson Law, mm-hmm. which is similar to the uh, the Uncanny Valley, mm-hmm. but his thing was saying like that even the most high tech, uh, even the fanciest mm-hmm. visual effects will look bad in ten years, but an awesome puppet yes, will yes. always yeah. look like I an think, awesome. Puppet. I think that's it. It's like this beautiful, real eighty scenery. Mm-hmm. And every single Sesame Street character driving a car. Yeah, like well, those it, puppets it, never got better. Like, yeah, it's it, like the, that's how the puppets still look. They're driving fucking cars across the country. It looks incredible. Yeah, and, and it's a real. Pu- that's why I yeah. loved about the Hitchhikers to the Guide. Hitchers, Hitchhikers yeah, Guide to the Galaxy aliens. movie. Mm-hmm. The aliens and also the uh, uh, the the, the pre- depressed robot. Martin. Yeah, yeah, Mar- yeah. That he was real. Yeah. Like a lot of stuff was real. And even when it was a special effect, they tried to make it look real. It wasn't trying to impress you with digital stuff. That's, right. that's why uh, Roger Corman's version of the thing is better than Michael Chiklis. It really was. <laughs> oh, oh, god! I think we were talking about uh, Carpenter's the thing. No, no, like, no. no, no. <laughs> yeah. No, he's Corman's talking about Corman's other thing. I got yeah. it, I got it. Corman is pretty old, actually. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know what? Enough talking about what you've been watching. Oh, I bet. What have you... No, I started it. <laughs> what have you been reading? Um, I talked to you about it yesterday. I There was a sale on Comixology. I, uh, everybody, yes, I finally, finally got... Uh, it's supposed to be applause. Uh, I, fi- <laughs> I, was, I finally... <laughs> Uh, re-looked into my Comixology account since the big changeover. Oh, to spend your five bucks? No, not to spend my five bucks. It's just like I do want my account back. What? And what? Remember they had their like their password system hijacked? Yeah, yeah, you had to redo your password. They automatically changed your password. Oh, I didn't ah. change mine. I kept using my app, and every purchase I made after that, they they, they told me to change my password. And I didn't. Is no longer associated with my account. That happened Ooh. to me too. It was infuriating. Ooh. Um, well, so how'd you fix that? Luckily, I'd read everything there, and it was more at that point, like, I want to catch up on The Walking Dead, which I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I, I really loved how All Out War kind of ended in the exact same way the uh, fucking Brainiac saga and Invincible ended with like mm-hmm. a, a conversation shit you're right <laughs> like talking with the villain and then it doesn't exactly end like that yeah yeah but the, the new Walking Dead is fucking awesome yeah well that feels like the shake up the series you've read the most recent yeah now? that's also mm-hmm. what I read yeah um, stole I my said, pet when for, I said you uh, I pointed at Dave everyone but uh yeah, I mean, it's kind of, the way that the next storyline, I guess, begins mm-hmm. is kind of a new season cliche that some shows have done. It's a bit. It's like, a Mad Men. The way Henry and I were talking about it, it's the Walking Dead cliche is that like you wait until the characters get comfortable and then you kill a bunch of them and do yeah. something terrible. Well, that's why I stopped reading All Out War because I, I started reading the start of it, which yeah. was just like it felt like this cycle of. Mm-hmm. The character's in a horrible situation. They yeah. find a place to be safe. Some bad things start to happen there, but they clean it up. They got it under control. You know what? Everything's safe. Mm-hmm. Introduce a new mega villain who yeah. is hideous and evil. It's awesome. You fight, you fight that guy. You have a knockdown drag out war where a lot of people die, and you beat him. But it wasn't, yeah. It but, was, then the, but then the town is destroyed. Yeah. But was, that's not exactly how it went. Yeah. Time. It was almost the inverse of what happened with the governor, because the governor was kind of escalates and then mm. at the very end is when the shit hits the fan whereas this was like Negan did all the crazy stuff at the beginning mm. mm-hmm. and then just sort of petered out gradually became more pathetic yeah mm-hmm. uh, but then yeah the way that the new one starts I don't want to be too spoilery I know the, the issue is like it's a, a week old it's a flash forward it's a flash forward yeah mm-hmm. um, a time skip mm-hmm. uh, and they do some cool things with it but they also it's you know TV shows do that all the time. Battlestar Galactica did it. A couple other shows do well, it. It, has, it hasn't yeah, happened a whole lot. I think Kirkman working on TV shows is getting him to do more of that stuff in his yeah. books. Like, but also like just the day to day stuff in Walking Dead was that was making it start to feel to me like yes. you can't re you can't reset completely. But if you go like two years later, yeah, then things are feel I, different. I rather enjoyed like Rick's relationship with Carl. I get that it's mm-hmm. complicated and yeah. it's going to continue to be complicated in this way and it's not in a way it's the same way I was a dickhead at his age at Carl's age and I don't I'm not looking forward to well, watching this Carl play out. Carl needs to grow up. Like I'm tired of waiting for And they for flash him forward to... and he grow and he's he's grown up. Their relationship yeah. is different. And it's mm-hmm. that's awesome. Well, what I also like about the time skip is what it means for the Walking Dead video game, which What? You can tell when you play... This was something I really yeah. noticed uh, as well. Da- I really noticed maybe Dave noticed this playing the Walking Dead video game. Maybe you did too, Chris. I don't know. I did not. But what I noticed was that I felt like Kirkman gave them a very hard rule that like you can't go... I don't want to show any of the rest of America mm-hmm. yeah. that's that's affected by the Walking Dead. Like You have to stay to Georgia, basically mm-hmm. the area around Atlanta, the greater Atlanta area. And... You can't go on a boat because nobody like nobody thinks of that in, in this book. I don't want to answer what happens when you're on a boat in zombie world. And nor will you, the writers of the Walking Dead video game, yeah. be allowed to define that. And also, you, I, I haven't played past the first episode of season two yet, but like, I feel like uh, the characters need to get a little older than they were last time. But they well, can they only, did. A, but they can only age so much within yeah. the time constraints. I see like the Walking Dead video game ta- can't take place even if they never meet any of the Walking Dead the Clement, comic Clementine characters. ages significantly. Yeah, it's like I think probably like a six. Six? Well, no, no. It, actually no. between the first and second season, it's probably like like seven or eight months, and then there's like a after the first scene, then it jumps like probably 
couple months past yeah, that. It shows you how. So how it's much well, well over a year since mm-hmm. the right. end of of season one. That if you're on episode three, it's probably around that point. I'm saying if they skip another couple years in the yeah. comics, then they can that opens up more options for Telltale's game as well. Yeah, but I don't. I think they're done with the crossover stuff. Like, yeah, they they only that did was that. actually the weakest part of the first. It's season. so weird. Like I went and went back and played yeah, the first season before the second season came out, and it's just mm-hmm. like. Yeah, I forgot. Uh, Glenn's in here. Well, yeah, when you Glenn see Glenn, like Lily, Lily. it yeah. was meant to pull you in yeah. mm-hmm. and be like, oh, see, you should feel safe. Like, there's there are some people you've heard of before, and now it just feels like, well, then I know this guy, like, nothing's going to happen to yeah. Glenn. Nothing's going to happen to Lily. Like, I'm actually glad I didn't recognize Lily from mm-hmm. the books yeah. because then I wouldn't yeah. have been surprised by some of her moves, you know? Yeah. Anyway. It was dope. But I, I too, had some weird issues with comicsology like i uh, got the issues email. yes ah, issues. you had some yeah. weird issues what did what what porn did you buy on <laughs> huh? yeah isn't that funny what would that guy say He'd be like what that's what? right what what um that's a guy we know we're talking about anyway <laughs> uh yeah so what happened was i got the email about the five dollar mm-hmm. bonus or whatever mm-hmm. um so i was like i'll just buy a bunch of Walking Dead issues that I'm behind on, apparently. Mm-hmm. And I went in, and there's like, oh, wow, I've got... There's like four back issues that are old enough that they've dropped the $2. Because on Comixology, I think, like, everything but the most recent issue is $2. And the most yeah. recent issue is $3. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Image is very good with their pricing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I was like, oh, wow, there's like four of them. And I bought them all, and then I found out, wait, like, I started reading this, like, wait, this is familiar. And then I went back into the old app, and I'm like, oh, wait, the oh, two shit. the two most recent issues, I guess I bought after whatever happened with the passwords. So you rebought issues. I rebought issues. Oh, and I, well, it. what happened was I emailed Comixology about it, and they were totally cool about it. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, so, um, finally, some nice words said about Comixology. Yeah, I mean, I might, I might, e- I don't know what, when did their uh, appless purchases thing go you into can, effect? You can just email them. Weeks you ago. can email them about the issues that yeah. you bought. That aren't in the new app, and they'll they'll give you they'll just grant them to you. Because I, I don't love the new app by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, it it's requires a necessary this evil. this, this <laughs> stupid refresh. But even then, it's like it's hard to download exactly what I've just bought, especially if I bought more than one issue. Yeah, there's a download all option, and then like it did take me a while. Like this isn't refreshing. I yeah. bought things. Where are they? Uh, and then they all cycled in at once. Yeah. But the nice thing was like I bought two two dollar yeah. issues mm-hmm. that I previously owned. And he just gave me the two most recent issues, and at that point they were both three dollars. Mm-hmm. So he gave me like a little bit extra for what I had spent. Hey, so you need good. that. You need any, yeah. every little uh, every er, extra cent. Uh, yeah, I, I did bring up in the email that I'm like I've been laid off. So uh, <laughs> every this, little piece. this four dollar oh, this four dollar purchase. <laughs> That's not right. Peace dragon, everybody. That was a good one about money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, I... <laughs> it's about chopping up a Chop dragon. Wait, I wasn't done. <sighs> All right. I wasn't done. I especially... Yeah, there's some sort of weird revolt thing happening with a couple of our listeners. Like, people getting very angry on lasertimepodcast.com and spe- specifically about us trashing certain things. Maybe Amazing Spider-Man 2 and DC. And so, like, concerted effort... Look. I read more yeah, DC. Yeah, that's totally what I was going to talk about too. And specifically for that reason, and we should have you, a we should have a segment on the show called like No, we love DC. Not, not, <laughs> not, just, not that I don't want to. It's just like they don't have like what's their big exciting book right now? What's the jumping off point? And they don't really have one. Jumping on point. Jumping on point. Yes. 
Jumping yeah, off point, nobody wants to write an issue like, it's a nah. jumping off point. Well, Special new issue. Seems to happen to every one of their writers eventually. But uh, oh, hey. See, that's the kind of stuff they don't like hearing. Well, they don't like hearing the truth about how every re- writer hates working for. In some respect, yeah, fuck that. Like, we are... We are kind of critics like why do you guys have to nitpick everything like why would you listen to a show an hour-long show about comic books and think everything would be treated exactly the same well by a, I bunch, mean, of, by a bunch of over-opinionated dorky critics <laughs> whose jobs are to be critics like not necessarily like, mine but like it was at one point but i think like you're if, a social critic if i can express dude i went to i went to college specifically to try and figure out why i loved the things that i loved and how to accurately convey that Never will I accept you guys nitpick too much as reasonable criticism I'll value mm-hmm. in any way. Uh, Boy, I think they're really going to like that one in the comments. That's, I, think that's, really, I think that will get you fewer I still angry wonder comments. why. I love figuring out why. Even I, when it's no. to the detriment of the things I love, I love figuring out why I love things. I, like the, I, I love lengthy dissections. I like mm. when the AV Club does that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Yeah, or, I'm, not, I'm not a fucking journalist and I'm not unbiased. I'm totally biased in everything I say. Mm-hmm. But it's, it is coming from a place of sincerity. And please never refer to me as the hipster who disagrees with something just to get... Well, I do do that as well. Yeah. But I, I think you... Yeah. Anyway, tried to read some DC stuff. Didn't have a great time. Uh-oh. Well, it's my fault. Yeah-oh. It's my fault. Like, Comixology had a sale. I, I log on and it's, and it's... I'd never heard of it. And it's just the Series 52. Read the description. Yeah. A world without Batman, mm-hmm. uh, Wonder Woman, and Superman. <laughs> Woman. What I say? <laughs> you said Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman and Superman. Um, and yes, uh, I like that. Sounds interesting because uh, I I want to know more about everyone who are not those three characters in the DC universe in a long running, slightly cheap arc. Like that sounds great. And I open it up and it's like I'm confused. I'm confused. I've never heard of this person. Who is this? What happened? Well, what happened? And then, like, I, I actually had to do outside research. And, like, oh, this took place after Infinite Crisis. Yeah, that's... Which I've never read. And you and yep. you essentially said, like, that's kind of essential reading to no, it is, 52. No, like, New 52 literally starts the moment after Infinite Crisis is mm-hmm. over. Like, and it is... Because so, it does uh, the Flash Dave, War 2. Yeah. Well, so, Dave, this is what happened. In Infinite no. Crisis... Infinite Crisis in 2006? Mm-hmm. Five? Five? I think it was when it started. Mm-hmm. Six is when it ended. But it was one of DC's many attempts to, like, reboot and re-energize its brand. And, by the way, this was when DC was, at was like, going gangbusters. Like, Jeff Johns mm-hmm. was doing great on The Flash. Mm-hmm. Like, the Green Lantern Rebirth stuff had just started. Teen Titans was great. Like, Jeff Johns was just coming into his own. And there were other good writers there, too. And they did Infinite Crisis... Which had its problems, but was a fun giant crossover. It's definitely mm-hmm. better than Age of Ultron, I'll say that for sure. But so it was this mega crossover, and then... Remember that, people. Hey, what Henry just said. <laughs> but then to give to give readers a new jumping on point, ah. uh, the next issue of every, of every regular issue series was... Started with the phrase, one year later. And it was exactly one... It was picking up exactly one year after the end of Infinite Crisis. And the excuse for that was with the big three, Wonder Woman, Superman, and Batman, for three different reasons, were all coming back to their jobs as superheroes. They'd all taken a break for different reasons. Mm-hmm. But then, so every every regular comic started one year later. The very same week, 52 number one comes out. Actually, sorry, 52, 52 comes out. It's mm-hmm. a countdown from 52 downward, I believe. What? I, so it was going backwards. No, no, sorry. Like, I'm getting that so. confused. That's countdown. Mm-hmm. Countdown is the one that starts with issue 52 and counts down to one. can't do that to people. But 52 <laughs> starts with the number one, and which takes place 
exactly after the end of Infinite Crisis, and it details each week of the 52 weeks up to the year, and it was a weekly published comic book series. Which, it was, which is impressive. Yeah, it was a very interesting experiment to get mm-hmm. out a weekly book. It had With like four or five amazing writers. The top writers. writers yeah. Greg Rucka, Mark Wade, Jeff Johns, Grant Morrison, mm-hmm. all working together. They were the brain trust on that book. And there's a really, like, I don't think you'll ever finish reading it, so I'm just going to like spoil this one bit for you. But there's there's a mega meta moment at the end mm-hmm. where, like, a four-headed rock monster is battling, like, is battling uh, uh, Booster Gold, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. And each of the heads are the heads of the writers, just drawn. And they're, like, uh. and they're arguing, they're like one body arguing with itself and its four heads. Thus representing the writing process of making the book. It was just, it was a lot, it was a really fun book. Booster Gold emerges as kind of the main hero. and He's pretty much the main character, yeah. yeah. You mentioning a comic uh, series named Countdown makes mm-hmm. me think that a uh, superhero named Countdown, or supervillain, I'm mm-hmm. open to this. Um, I'm sure there's been one. Uh, so his power is that he counts down to an explosion. But the uh, severity of the explosion is... It depends on how high he counts down from. So it counts down from five, it's like an M80. Oh. If he counts down from ten, it's like a stick of dynamite. If it's, he counts down from like a thousand, it's a nuclear bomb. It's like cooking a grenade in a video game. Yeah, but you know, nice. if, if he's if, and if he's interrupted, then you know, of course, the explosion won't happen. But if number one, yeah, that's a neat idea. I like that. I do dig that. Well, uh, see, yeah, the so longer the, you let him talk, the worse the, the damage is going to be. Yeah, but so fifty-two is the it doesn't get you get you going. They're, it's they're, too confusing. It that is my criticism with all DC stuff. Like the yeah. the jargony. It's supposed to be nice to DC. No, no, no. But the but it, the inability to like Marvel in particular, like not it doesn't even seem to do a great job except when you compare them to DC. Of like we would like new users to find this book. I've <laughs> never users. picked up a DC book where there isn't something superbly jargony with no asterisks explaining what issue this is in or when this event. Or thing is being described. Lots of proper nouns of things I've never ever heard of. Because I believe Fifty Two starts with Steel, a character that yes. is not explained, mm-hmm. talking about a fight that is not spelled out either. No, partially because the book came out the same day as Infinite Crisis, and they didn't want to spoil the end of Infinite Crisis yeah, in their it's book. Not, it's not just that I don't know Infinite Crisis; it's that the, it it's very it seems overly reliant that you know everything about DC yep. in order to pick up Fifty Two and read it, and and and. Sadly, I don't. But I picked it up to be interested, and uh, I, I can't. I can't really justify spending any more money on it. Nah, because well, I don't know. What can you jump into Infinite Crisis? Well, no, Infinite Crisis. Well, actually, there is a long bit of prologue. To Infinite Crisis. I would imagine that Infinite it, Crisis a... picks up. Well, it's really weird. No, not weird, but it's mm-hmm. just like Identity Crisis really is a start point, mm-hmm. and I am not actually the, the, my opinion of that book gets worse every mm-hmm. year. But it's not a bad book. Um, it might be a bad but, uh, book. On, anyway, on, it starts with Identity Crisis. Then the fallout of that mm-hmm. is then the bridge to Infinite Crisis. Mm-hmm. And then all the things that have been building since Identity Crisis play out in Infinite Crisis that then go into 52. Like, wow. when you read Infinite Crisis, you might be thinking to yourself, why is Batman being so mean to Superman? Mm-hmm. Why is the Justice League... Like, the Justice League lands at their base and it's been blown up. Mm-hmm. And that happened in the last Justice League book that is not included in there. Why does Batman not trust anybody? Because he was mind-fucked mind by the by the rest of the Justice League and nobody told him. 
But you wouldn't know any of that mm. unless you read. It's bizarre. The ca- it's, yeah, it's bizarre. Like I, 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 maybe it's that's who it's for. Like slaves to continuity, and that's who pe- it was for then. People yeah. have consumed everything, but like having picked up a ton of issues of Marvel now, like with a single character focus, like it's very easy to understand what's happening. There's an explanation. And for without, the a without, without, without a reboot, without a reboot, like, well, without, Jeff Jones without, is a big without fan. Without a reset. Jeff Jones is a big fan of of continuity, and he mm. makes it work. But I think the pro- maybe a problem for DC right now is that mm. Jeff Jones knows how to flow with the continuity and make it work, but make it feel fresh. Mm-hmm. And everybody's following. A lot of the other writers are following the Jeff Jones playbook, and they're not as good as Jeff Jones. Speaking of Jeff so, Jones, wherever, that's what I read today. Oh well, I was going to follow that up, but on the others, on the flip side, somebody fuck, I meant to write down who had said if. It, you want some gentleman ghosts? You need to be reading Batman Eternal. I'm like, soul. <laughs> I'll I'll pick up the another Batman. I don't know why. That's the I, weekly I, Batman book, isn't it? I don't. Yeah, I don't know why I got out of the like Snyder's Batman. <laughs> Year it's, Zero was boring you to tears. No, I, I don't. I never got to Year Zero. You were disappointed by the ending of a death of the family. A little bit, yeah. Okay. But, the, uh, but the weekly uh, Batman after he got his back broken by Bane. Get it? Mm, weekly. Uh, mm. Mild reaction from the audience. Dave. <laughs> Uh, it, but Eternal was pretty fucking excellent. Is that and, the one that takes place in the future? Uh, I think a little bit. Um, but it's it's just the, the, I only read the first issue. But it's I, there's nothing more humanizing for this any superhero universe. Well, how about every superhero universe if you center partially on Jim Gordon? <laughs> Jim Gordon is a rock. He's very easy to understand. You don't have to throw all the crazy shit at the wall mm-hmm. immediately, and that it does it does it does concern Gordon. But like we're introduced to what's going on via Gordon. Um, yeah, but Batman Eternal is really dope. I will mm-hmm. totally check out more of that. Well, so what I read was that, uh, this week, well, because I, I read there was a crazy thing in the last issue of Forever Evil, mm-hmm. which they should have called. You know what? No, that's the wrong setup for that joke. All right. Uh, <laughs> It's Forever Evil, which is fitting because it took forever to finish. No. There was like a two-month... There were numerous delays, mm-hmm. like a two-month delay in the last issue, which really sucks, be, which sucked for the whole of DC Universe because mm-hmm. it was a major like new starting point of a new era in mm-hmm. the DC Universe. But it was a good close. Like, again, we go back to Age of Ultron as mm-hmm. a terrible crossover, but like... This had a crossover. This was this had a big fight that paid off, mm-hmm. and that it had a ton of new changes to the universe. Like there were deaths that mattered, characters like said cool things, and the big star of the book is Lex Luthor. Like it's Lex Luthor's book, and Jeff Johns has decided to make Lex Luthor like his new thing. And wrong. <laughs> Sorry. And it's the Lex Luthor. <laughs> it humanizes Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor becomes a nicer guy. Like, he actually becomes less evil. Mm-hmm. And he realizes, oh, I could... He's, like... I don't want to get into too big of spoilers, mm-hmm. but it's about him reclaiming himself. And then, like, he's leading a team of villains to beat the uh, the uh, crime syndicate mm-hmm. of America. And then in the book that came out the same day today, which I also read the newest issue of the Justice League that uh, Jeff Jones also wrote... It's Lex Luthor leading mm-hmm. the the new team of the Justice League, which I believe is Batman, Shazam, Wonder Woman, Captain Cold, yeah, and Lex Luthor. He's reformed too. He was pretty. He was a wuss in the books that I read. One Forever Evil. 
No, it, I, when I read the first Flashbacks, like ten yeah. issues of the Flash, like Captain Cold was very, mm-hmm. very humanized. And but okay, so there's one, there's one detail that I love about it that mm-hmm. is that they totally that they reveal at the end of the uh, Forever Evil that mm-hmm. then plays straight in the Justice League book. I'm going to say it. Skip ahead a minute, guys. Mm-hmm. Just a quick spoiler. Lex Luthor figures out that Bruce Wayne is Batman. <gasps> and he just whispers to himself like, Bruce Wayne is Batman. And then he teases what he's going to do with that information in Justice League 30. And this whole new power dynamic, just the idea of like Batman and Lex Luthor mm-hmm. on a team together. Superman quit the team because he doesn't want to work with Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. Like Batman... Lex Luthor leading the Justice League, that's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I find that to be a really interesting idea. And that, though I think the problem, the one problem with the way he figured out Batman is Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. So I'm changing. Partially has to, no. Yeah, he, he walked in on him. He was just wanting to, he was just trying to check out Bruce Wayne in the changing Doesn't room. everybody knock? Yeah, but can't anybody fucking knock anymore? No, the, um, so... Dick Grayson got unmasked. Mm-hmm. Like everybody knows, Dick Grayson is like the first issue for everyone. Right? And then Lex Luthor, mm-hmm. like, uses that to figure out to trace that Batman is Bruce Wayne. And at that point, I'm like, well, no, this is actually kind of an obvious trail to follow. Lex Luthor didn't figure this out because he's super smart. Anybody in this world, <laughs> any journalist in that world, should totally figure this out. Like. Oh, wait, so Nightwing, the guy who always works with Batman and is seen in Gotham all the time, mm-hmm. he grew up with Bruce Wayne in his house. And Bruce Wayne adopted him. And Bruce Wayne kind of looks like he could be Batman. Huh. <laughs> Don't think about it too much. I remember watching the original TV show. Why don't you just follow Batman back to his lair? Because he has a roadblock well, yeah, that falls down. So wait at the roadblock. Yeah, that's. Then, I always thought that. This is all the wire. Yeah, was this in a post Princess Die world where paparazzi were discouraged from following celebrities? <laughs> well, because George Clooney told him not to. Yeah. Uh, See, that's another. If people saw the TV Funhouse of George Clooney Speed Racer parody, they would totally get that joke. Uh, all right, but yeah, you know, let's. Uh, it's thirty minutes. You know what? Let's have a brief, quick news thing about the biggest news. Mm-hmm. As long as we're talking about Justice League. Batman v Superman colon Dawn of Justice. Cool title. The movie film for theaters. The movie <laughs> film for theaters. All right. So, yeah. Your thoughts, guys, on the name of the 2016 Batman Superman Here's how film. I'll phrase this. I hope it's not presumptuous. <laughs> that, but, well, they're going to make a Justice League movie. Unless, yeah. it is, unless the film makes, like, um, only Which $100 million. Dollars. That's impossible. Yeah. That's impossible. Like even like Brett and I have not seen the new Spider-Man movie. Didn't stop it from yeah succeeding. Oh boy, was I happy to see that in America at least mm-hmm. it had a shitty second week and mm-hmm. like neighbors beat the crap out of it and that Godzilla has made more money than it. Yeah, Man, that's or it, or Godzilla had a better opening weekend than Spider-Man. Sony. You see that news of Hugh Jackman? Like, yeah, I'd love to meet up with the Avengers. Yeah, people don't want to hear. Definitely us, fight the whole. People don't want to hear us complain about Marvel films versus Marvel other films. But got it. But anyway, fuck the, you. That's what the show does. Wait, but, so they want you to be positive they, about DC, but also not negative about Marvel. No, mm-hmm. no, no. They don't want us. They think I don't want to look. I, I love my audience. I don't want to. I don't want to act like you all think this way. But there were a couple of vocal people who said mm-hmm. that. 
We treat every Marvel film like it's perfect, mm-hmm. and every non-Marvel film of a Marvel property as non-perfect. You know what? And I just that, saw somebody tell me, fuck you. How <laughs> I think your response of fuck you back was not good. I yeah. didn't say that. I, that was a joke. But I brought up after Captain America how it was... I was not, a, I was not that fond of it. Really? Yeah. I mean, like... Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, I mean, like the con- like the fight scenes in that were really good, but just there's certain things about Marvel movies that are starting to become obvious, like their complete was... unwillingness to kill off characters. Mm. And I mean, e- like, even just but comparing was, it to uh... like to to Sony's mm-hmm. Spider-Man movies, where yeah. they will kill they you know they kill off a lot of important this, characters. This Tim Burton Batman horse shit. When you're absolutely positive you can't sign this actor to a second movie, you kill his villain. That doesn't even happen this in the is... comics very often. The, well, and, because they don't have to worry about casting Jack Nicholson again. Yes. But they're up to what now? Like the eighth Marvel movie? Uh, uh, I believe like five, and then you had the first five, and then you had Iron Man 3, Cap, Thor 2. It's nine. Yeah, well, Guardians will make nine, right? No, I think Cap uh, Winter Soldier is nine. Like what hero of importance, what person on the side of good of importance has died in any of those movies? No, nope. He didn't. <laughs> and he like, didn't. And, and that was the thing. Like, I thought that they were actually like making moves there with the Captain America. Well, I, I know. But that, they didn't. That I think they like, will kill Captain America I know that in the, the third the one. MCU is an accelerated course in Marvel mm. lore, but I... Killing. Why? Why does that have to matter? Like, look, we've turned this it, discussion of Batman versus Superman it, into a Marvel it, Studios discussion. It. I'm just saying, like, if you want, uh, like, that's a legit complaint I have about that movie. Like, when you're nine movie, mm-hmm. nine movies into a series, and like the status quo is so like rigid, and all these actors are so important and popular that we can't kill any of them off. That's like that is what made Heroes suck so bad. Is <laughs> like. These are all super, like, they all have great powers, and none of them can ever die. And when they do die, they come back. And it's just like. When they don't die, they find different careers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They start acting in other, in sci fi original films or something. No, I just remember, like, like, I'm going to start watching the third season of Heroes. And I flipped it on while it was airing live at NBC. And, like, Siler? Who was Zach? The gay guy. Yeah. Didn't want to say it, but. Zachary Quinto. It was Zachary Quinto is, like, in a cop uniform in a police car hmm. when he was the Lex Luthor of that entire universe like nope nope <laughs> he's still not, Spock not gonna yeah well and he's getting those Comcast, uh, Comcast X1 well, commercials Jesus, those offensive. are sad and he'll keep getting appear, he can appear in an American Horror Story whenever he feels like it oh. but guys mm. the Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice mm-hmm. yeah. I think it is you're right slightly that it is presumptuous you're just like now nah, we're gonna we're gonna this goes straight into mm-hmm. Justice League but I mean it does like that's the plan and they did call Captain America the first Avenger like mm-hmm. they that was them That's segueing true. into it as well. I feel bad for Superman that his trilogy has now just be, has become <laughs> taken uh, over by the, the Justice League. Well, it said happen to Iron Man. Well, no, the Iron Man still two? got his own trilogy. No, well, no, two. Two, two is a little is a bit of setup. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they only really introduced, like, hey, you could uh, you could be a member of the Avengers team. It doesn't team. mean that, that Superman won't get his third finale. And hopefully, who the fuck wants three Superman films? I want more, more, more. Well, the third uh, uh, Superman movie in the original trilogy, in the original series was the best. Richard oh, yeah. Pryor, come on. God, he was hilarious. So funny. Oh, man, um, when he almost Ducky, fell off that roof. The, uh... When he's in the movie for like 40 <laughs> minutes before Superman comes on screen. But that 
Okay, here's here's why I think Superman was still he'd benefit more from having a solo side series of mm-hmm. films, more so than Captain America or Iron mm-hmm. Man because Superman is so fucking powerful. Mm-hmm. The Justice League in general together, they are so fucking powerful yeah. that like Superman could just fix the world on his own and they wouldn't need to call Batman. <laughs> when you're watching mm-hmm. Captain America, you're like when we were watching Winter Soldier, you mm-hmm. definitely were thinking so they should call Iron Man at this point. Or the president gets kidnapped in Iron Man 3. You're like, yeah, call Captain America. I bet he can help with this. But when it's Bat- when it's fucking Superman, you're like, I think we're good. I think, I think we're pretty. We got our, we got our bases covered. Well, he's so, he's so conflicted and he's struggling with the fact Ugh. that he killed somebody. That will, that will be what drives. Uh, Can't wait to see such a mopey ass. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, so so poor, sad Superman. He'll be drinking like super whiskey. Being like... Yeah. I think that's an God excellent, forbid he have fun. An excellent point that this the second movie, Superman's second movie, which is usually the strongest in a superheroes trilogy, mm-hmm. uh, is now turning into a launching point to a different thing. He's not even the he's not the first name. Batman is comes first. Batman gets top billing. Batman v Superman. Is it really? Name. Yeah. Oh no. Is I mean, the official name Batman v how Superman? Find it at Blockbuster. Oh, Why don't they just say verses? Jeez, what's the and it's the letter V, like not yeah. VS even mm-hmm. letter V. Like it's a like it's a legal case. Mm. Maybe but it's I, really a legal drama. In in that <laughs> in that sense, I love everything about it. I love the meeting, not getting along at first. I and like they're very open about it. It's like this is Batman versus Superman. Yeah. They're gonna fight each other. But also that planting the seeds of the Justice League. What I well But I don't mean, give Wonder, it to us. Wonder Woman is like full on mm-hmm. in it. Like she's like but also that that uh, I like that they are just straight up saying Batman and Superman this isn't mm. Man of Steel this isn't Dark Knight mm. we're not afraid of the superhero names huh, this time that's we're an just, excellent point we're just saying this is Batman and mm. Superman they're in a movie together yeah. isn't that exciting yeah you don't you know, know what this is too bad yeah cause you wouldn't see mm-hmm. like Captain America Iron Man they're trying to make brands out of him while meanwhile Spider-Man like you put Spider-Man on the on the poster of something even if you called it like mm-hmm. I don't know the wall crawler or whatever if you found some dramatic name for it then you and you didn't call it the Spider-Man movie. Does it but, say, sorry, keep going. But like, yeah, the Dark Knight. It was shocking when the first Dark when the Dark Knight came out, and it wasn't called Batman: The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. It was just The Dark Knight. That was very against type. Mm-hmm. And then the Dark Knight Rises just kind of closed yeah. out what was the Dark Knight trilogy. Mm-hmm. And then when they called it the Man of Steel, I was like, it seems like you're afraid to say Superman because mm-hmm. because also they only say Superman once in that fucking movie That's when a guy. Maybe twice. No, she, she says it. Lois says, "Oh, hey, mm. maybe your suit that uh, cut off." That's but true. then another guy, then a navy, one of the army officers goes like, "Oh, uh, hey, it's Superman." Well, that's what everybody's calling him. Like it was a joke line. Yeah. What do you expect? I don't want to shit on Man of Steel. I'm excited to see this movie. Yeah, I am getting more excited. Does this make the throwaway prediction in I Am Legend correct? <laughs> yes, oh, yeah. it does. To the year, I mean, I don't know when I Am Legend took place. I think it does establish a year it took place. In... The first half of I Am Legend is a pretty good movie. Yes, it's a great book and a total failure in botching. I'm going to blame entirely on Will Smith. There's, eh, there's several I... alternate endings out there, and you know he had say. Did in, you see uh, the thing with him and uh, Jada Pinkett Smith? They're being investigated by Whoa. child services because they took a picture of their daughter. Oh. Lying in a bed with a twenty-year-old man, without a shirt on. But it was like, so oh, yeah, it was like yeah. it was totally overblown. And if I may well, address this at, at 
Like, <laughs> there are certain things that the internet does that really infuriate me. Yeah. And one of the one of the things I'm really thankful for is that Twitter didn't exist when I was a sullen, mopey, hormonal teenager. Because the amount of shit Jaden Smith gets over his yeah. tweets and the reaction... No, well, the, no, no, no. What? All right, you, you finish <laughs> your thought. What? How old is he? Yeah, he should shut his fucking mouth. Bullshit. He's a kid on Twitter. And he, the fact no, that, no, he's like no kid. He is the richest kid on earth, the most that. pampered child that ever <laughs> existed. And that then he, like, you might have, you would never have tried to be as wise as he is on Twitter. And then he comes to this spot of like, you have never lived a normal day in your entire life, Jaden. Like, you have never been, a, you are a space alien. You're not a kid. You you don't and you're trying to get with like wiseness to us of like hey if you eat an apple a day the doctor goes away. I I like, hope I fucking hate that I shit. hope you feel justified in dragging a teenager oh fuck into him the he's nobody he, one of the biggest of Cape Crisis fans <laughs> on the internet he's nothing he's the most pampered I, like you're, he oh, I feel bad for the you're poor entitled prince. to your opinion he donated ten thousand dollars for fuck, the last commentary fuck pack everybody. Who is is being this rude to a mopey teenager? It's no, like it's like it's having it's like having teenager. It's it's not, I know he's doing it publicly. It's like having your diary read aloud and like like why? <laughs> no, it's him going to the cafeteria and reading it aloud. But it's like he's but then saying it to everyone, shining a spotlight to embarrass a rich guy. That's the the, 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 sens- no, the sensation. He... The sensation people are getting out of this is fuck. It says something terrible about society. Uh, and, and, and these fucking do-gooding white knighting liberals who are fucking totally guilty of doing it every day. I cannot believe <laughs> how you're treating that. No, a, no, all right. A child is being. My counter to that is that he <laughs> that he he is not. Is a he's right? not a child. Like he is not. He's nothing. Like he's he's never lived a real day in his life. That is my belief. That he has starred in films because his who his dad is like uh-huh. he is the most like he has all this fucking cronyism helping him out all yeah. along the way and that on top of that he acts like more smug than any kid at least through his tweets it's clumsy. are more smug than any kid ever would be that he seems to think he is like this Zen master it reminds me of a clumsy hormonal erection clad kid trying to find meaning of life no he's trying to find hope in life and the just the, the fucking mockery people are making i'll this tell you what teens just, i'll tell you what teens he reminds me of what when i was growing up the kinds that tried to act like they were a fucking badass and they're like oh yeah i've seen everything guys i know it all <laughs> like let me tell you and they were the type of guys who you would love it when they fell on their fucking face and looked stupid <laughs> because finally like somebody called them on their bullshit and those people weren't billionaires who only got to star in films because their dad is will smith i don't i don't, I don't think him being a billionaire excuses your behavior towards a child <laughs> i do not <laughs> And people like you. I, I cannot be more firm on this. I, I'm, I've never been so disgusted with a group of strangers on the internet before. He needs to not be, like, this. He's doing this to himself. Let him be a teenager, man. Let so him grow you, up. It, like, he I, wants this attention. <laughs> oh, what? And, am I the one making him appear on the fucking Graham Norton show and sing the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme song with his dad? Was that my choice for him? Was I making fun of him then? No, he does this shit. That's, he that, wants this one, shit. One, that wasn't embarrassing. Two, blame his dad. You can blame his dad all you want. Well, yeah, then fuck. Which is well, yeah. what uh, the, the 
internet is doing. They're blaming uh, the parents, be. not the kid. Mm. And it yeah. wasn't Jaden in the first place. It was the other. Well, no, yeah. Remember. I also think, like, it isn't good. Like, I don't know. Parenting. Yeah. I'm not a parent, but I'm just saying you throw your kid. You, his goal seems to be to raise someone famous, mm. not to have, not to make a functioning adult. I think, and I think that's going to come to bite Will Smith in the ass. I think pretty it's going to bite him in the ass. I think yeah. what he what he those chickens are going to come over. Was, was trying to now you just don't you don't have just my money now I have created a life for you. Yeah. you I, seriously, he's he, trying to make him famous. Like no, not trying to make us famous, but like all he has to be is in one successful movie. And kid, you will never need to ask me for anything more in your life. I have mm-hmm. created an ability for you to do whatever you want for the rest of your life. Anyway. Yeah. So in light of this, I think we should go to break with uh, just the two of us. Yeah, please. Yeah. All right. So yeah, we're going to break. Sorry about that. God, that was... That was really supposed to be about but, yes, Batman. But you're making fun of Jaden Smith. You should all be ashamed of yourselves. I he should be the new Robin. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I bet you'll be saying you'll be saying elsewise when they cast him in the next piece of shit. He forces his way into because it's never bothered me what Jaden Smith is. There's so many him. better actors. Like I'm sure there are like ne- 500 never, working I've never felt child so actors. Like the not caring what Jaden Smith is casting. Look, I don't care. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't give a shit about his Twitter, but he is the one who made a Twitter. He's the one who wanted a million followers. If you were to read my journal and my thoughts and the things I was writing on Did Prodigy you... message boards to it, it, out loud to everyone, it would have sounded just as bad. And they should have made fun of you, too, because you were going on a public thing. I you think, were asking I for it. I think human beings like you need to realize what you're doing here, where you're putting your hate. It's in the wrong place. What you're going to do to a child as a result of that? Why do you need to see him suffer? Well, this is the first time I've ever talked about him. I have not. <laughs> I have never. I've seen Sorry, his tweets. I, I have seen up. his tweets, and I have not like I retweeted them. I haven't said like, "What a dumb piece of shit this kid is." Every like, other day, there's some horseshit on BuzzFeed making fun of a fucking teenager, and everybody, everybody should know better, and everybody should be ashamed. Taking a break, and then when we come back, we'll have our superhero spotlight of the week. Your thoughts on uh, last week's question of the week, and some discussion about She-Hulk being a sex object. What? Taking the world. Gentle listeners, and welcome to the break of Cape Crisis episode 93. Thanks again for listening. I appreciate all your love and uh, support. And, you know, again, I'm, I shouldn't have taken that Jaden Smith stuff all that seriously. It really doesn't matter. And also, hey, you know what? If you don't agree with us sometimes, I love that too. I don't hate you for disagreeing with me. Disagree all you want. You're, you're giving me your time. You may as well tell me what you think. And if you'd like to uh, give more than your than just your opinion to Laser Time, there's a lot of ways you can help out. Go to lasertimepodcast.com, and on the website, you'll see a link to a PayPal button on, on the left side of the screen. You can click on that and give a little donation our way. Five bucks, ten bucks, five thousand dollars, five million dollars, all sent straight to me. Whatever you feel like giving. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not bashful. 
Uh, or you could buy a t-shirt from the Laser Time t-shirt store that's right below the PayPal donate button that's on the front page on the left or on the right. There's links to Amazon. Just buy, you can buy the things we're suggesting through Amazon or if you buy anything through the new tab that opens when you click on that button, a little bit of money comes our way and it helps keep the wheels moving. As you know, you know, the, uh, some people could use some money who are working on Laser Time right now. Also, if you are listening to this on iTunes, be sure to subscribe. Be sure to review. I and I feel like I've maybe hit critical mass in the review, but I'd like to believe I've got some new listeners, too, who haven't reviewed yet. And I'd really love some new reviewers. So please, please, new reviews, guys. Come on. Help me out. And now, lastly, it's time for the Hank's Corner Pick of the Week. All right, so this is going to be Guardians of the Galaxy related, which I have done before, but I've got an update on this one. So I've, I've definitely, thanks to the new trailer coming out, I've gotten a few questions on Twitter, H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G, about where to start with the Guardians of the Galaxy book. Well, you could start with Bendis' Guardians of the Galaxy reboot from last year. That's a good place. But if you really want to know where to start, you start in Annihilation. Annihilation is this awesome mega crossover from 2006 that is just like the galactic space opera you've always dreamed of. Some of the best sci-fi comics Marvel's ever produced. And it's all been collected in one giant-ass omnibus that you can get relatively affordably on Amazon right now. The Annihilation collection. And it is it lays the groundwork for the Guardians of the Galaxy. But you don't meet the Guardians of the Galaxy until the sequel book, Annihilation Conquest. So I'll be honest, this will just get you ready for Guardians of the Galaxy. But this is the, if you want to go through the proper channels for Guardians of the Galaxy, you start with Annihilation. And it's got Drax. If you want to know what Drax's deal is, you should read Annihilation. Nova becomes a mega badass in that book. You will meet Peter Quill, though he's not as crazy. And I'll admit, it lacks Rocket Raccoon, okay? There's no getting around that. But it's still a great, great book. And you can buy the Omnibus and a bunch of other stuff through links to Amazon that'll be on the show page for this episode, episode 93, on lasertimepodcast.com. All right, and now back to the rest of the show. Welcome back to the second part. You know, after a little off my conversation with Chris, that I do think, like, I don't, I shouldn't even care this much. Like, who no cares? He's care. just a dumb kid just saying dumb things. Like, let him just say it. Who cares? But the fact that you want to see a wealthy person hurt. I do hate wealthy public. people. I, I hate so much. They just they have so much power. Like yeah. you just fuck. Like why, 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 take isn't it, it fun take to it, take, take it shots to at them when they look stupid? Take in it to Will. He fucked up. I am Legend in numerous <laughs> other movies. No one ever fucking drags Will Smith through the mud as much as they have his son. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's a stark contrast to what we discovered over the break that uh, Iron Sheik is not. Uh, the guy writing the tweets. I know. Apparently. I don't want to believe it. Just, up on I want to believe oh, it's yeah, real. Yeah. Yeah. Talk All right, let's it. shut up. We'll let, no more talk about it. We need <laughs> All right. We can well, yeah, we've podcast. used up so much time already, and we haven't even done the superhero spotlight. Collect your hero. Though this one's actually a super villain. 
It is Play let's. backwards. Play that backwards. Can't. <laughs> Play it it is. Everybody think I'm magic. <laughs> it's Alexander Joseph Luther, aka Lex Luthor. Wrong. That's right. Played, played to perfection oh, by Kevin Spacey. Horribly. I'm not, is that that's what Lex is short for? Alexander. Alexander. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. there, there have been Luthers from other universes who go by Alexander, and that's how they go. Like, no, I'm the good Lex Luthor from Earth Three. I'm Alexander Luthor. So Lex Luthor is one of the ultimate bad guys in comics, mm-hmm. and he's been Superman's arch-villain since he first appeared, lo, those many years ago, in Action Comics 23, April 1940. Sorry. All I have is a stupid Kevin Spacey Lex Luthor soundboard. This sucks. Bring it on! Ugh, shut up. <laughs> was, that, was that supposed to be a statement on George Bush when they had him say, bring it on? Like the so yeah the the Lex Luthor as he originally appeared, he was like a mad scientist, an evil bald mad scientist out to destroy Superman, because uh, because he was a just a bald villain. And also some people uh, said that Lex was kind of, in the in the beginning was a bit of a ripoff of Doctor uh, Savannah, the uh, the main villain for Shazam at the time, who was also a, a bald hmm. scientist. Yeah, but Lex grew into his own kind of, like, mad scientist who would always... It was always this interesting battle of technology versus Mm -hmm. Superman. And Mm -hmm. Luther building more and more different, like, weapons and robots and machines. Is that a more modern... His backstory... He's become, to me, one of the more fascinating characters in the DC universe. I mean, it, yeah, I think he's grown a lot. There's over a time. couple issues of All Star Superman that really emphasize that. But just that yeah. Superman, going back to our Jaden Smith conversation, <laughs> is innately given, born with the gifts and the uh, and the accolades that Luther has overcome all adversity mm-hmm. to achieve as well. Yeah, he was born a poor black child. Mm-hmm. In the, yes. <laughs> no, but he was, yeah, he came... A he poor had ginger. A, uh, usually, yeah, he's usually cast as like the, the son of a uh, of an abusive father, mm-hmm. had uh, had a sister, Lena Luther, mm-hmm. that uh, that he, he was close to, but he also was like a genius too smart for his, for where he grew up in, which eventually like turned into smallville like th- that was mm. by about like he had no relationship to superman in the beginning and then 20 years into it when they were getting superboy comics like we need lex luther in these superboy comics mm-hmm. so oh lex luther grew up in smallville with clark kent why can't he figure Is out that what, superman how established then? yeah well i believe it was in adventure comics 273 mm-hmm. that just pulled totally out of random i think that is maybe accurate but that it was revealed that Lex grew up in Smallville, that he was a high school classmate of mm-hmm. Clark Kent, and that in an accident that he blamed on Superboy, in a science accident he blamed on Superboy, he lost all his hair, and he forever blames Superman for that. Forever mm-hmm. blames Reed Richards. That was in, well, yeah, that was post. They, I believe, they did that after Doctor Doom came into being, but. That was the pre-crisis thing, but then mm-hmm. and and all the characterization of Luther to that point was just a career criminal, a guy who came and went out of jail all the time, who was the best schemer Superman faced, but also just lost all the time, like every bad guy Superman battled. 
Yeah, and then and then in the mid seventies with the film, which I okay. So what did you guys Ooh. think of Gene Hackman as as Lex? Like it was it was big casting at the time to it, get Oscar winner Gene Hackman, who had just started yeah. in, in uh, the French Connection. Here he is playing Lex Luthor in its comic book movie. Gene That's a Hackman big deal. is amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm almost thinking of like going on a trail of like just chronologically through his IMDb. Uh, every every movie Gene Hackman seems to want to do is awesome. Even Welcome to Mooseport. Uh, his fucking final movie, <laughs> if you unless you count Lowe's commercials. What? Wait, no. Gene Hackman appeared in uh, not wait, a one. Royal Tenenbaums. Not was a after one. That. That's, that's a great send off. Has that? Have you done a laser time on that? Uh, final film. Yeah, but for deaths, not for like uh, like uh, most people don't do. Uh, I think real cra- retirements. Yeah. And Gene Hackman said, "Yeah, fuck it, I'm done." I think uh, Crack did a list at mm. some point where it's like movies are so bad that they just like not done the career mm. like uh, to, like yeah. uh, what's his face in uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen Sean Connery LXG he was a lion in the light he was he was lion a couple no, times what? wait no 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 that was Liam Neeson I think after Connery Connery may have done I, the first well, one wiki, wait, none of us saw it look wiki this all I right, saw the right. first one and I think it was Liam even in the first one alright I'll look it up but, uh, but anyway I thought Hackman did an okay job but the characterization of Luther in that I didn't like and I really didn't like it when it came back in Superman Returns which was oh Luther is just a real estate mogul like yeah. or that he he has these he's a doom- shrewd businessman with these, a sense of humor well he has these doomsday <laughs> plans but they're all about getting more real estate mm-hmm. Like, they can't just have, oh, Luther wants to blow up California. No, no, no. He wants to own the new Pacific coast by buying up land in, like, Nevada and then blowing up California. Mm. And it's mm. kind of silly. Like In returns, he wants to build a new continent? In returns, it is the stupidest thing where they're just like, oh, I've got these crystals. They make my own land. And then I'll flood the rest of the earth. And I'll have the only property. And people have to pay to live there. And then... Parker Posey just has to say to him, like, wait, won't this kill a lot, millions of people? He's like, billions. It'll kill oh, billions. God. Like, oh, you're a sociopath. You probably could have found that if you just gave me time. Billions. Well, Parker Posey the first actor or actress to jump both Marvel and DC? No. I, I doubt that. I, I Ryan Reynolds? You did it? Oh, yeah. Maybe uh, after, but definitely after. Yeah, Posey. definitely, definitely after. But she definitely, was definitely. the. She, uh, broke the, the ground but yeah so in a post-crisis lex luther which is the lex we all grew up with that they john Byrne, one of his smartest moves when redefining the mm-hmm. superman mythos was you can't make lex this loser career criminal because you know he's always gonna lose so instead he was league of a gentleman west sean connery's last starring role yeah, but so who played who ago. played Aslan? As Liam Neeson. That's right. Right, okay, you were. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, yeah, the the Lex Luthor we grew up with was legitimate businessman Lex. Mm-hmm. That he was he was still evil, doing some evil shit. But Superman couldn't beat him. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. couldn't, or he could stop his plans, but he could never get Lex arrested. And it was really neat. And there was also like a really cool storyline where Lex. Lex got his kryptonite ring that scared the crap out of Superman, mm-hmm. and it gave him cancer. He had to deal with cancer, and probably took the chemo very the, well. Well, the way, <laughs> well, the way Lex dealt with cancer was to kill himself and and put his brain, <laughs> kill himself and put his brain in a clone's body that would then mm. pretend to be his lo- long lost son. <sighs> it was very, and that was basically his background. Up until the the fifty two reboot, mm-hmm. but um, but yeah, it was 
Lex kind of went in and out of being a legitimate businessman and not. And he spent a lot of the New 52 as like somebody nobody trusts. Mm-hmm. But I, Grant Morrison's Grant New 52 um, action comics is different than New 52, New 52 Superman proper. It's really messy. But I, there, when the movie the came Lex out, you, I read like nine origin stories, and they all involve Lex Luthor first throwing metallo, creating metallo, and throwing him at Superman. Yeah, that kind of happens. It's kind of a key component of all of them. Mm-hmm. I guess you should say Grant Morrison's Action Comics mm-hmm. is the most recent legit one. Mm-hmm. There's also the I loved his the portrayal of Lex in the All Star books. Mm-hmm. Like Lex was a pompous dick who like he would have jokes at his expense. But he was also like evil too. Like he was just straight up evil. But I I love the part where he's they they definitely show that Lex is too smart mm-hmm. to figure out that he's Superman. The cl- the clues are all there, but he's too full of himself. Like I'm so smart, I would know if you're Superman or not. So I'm just gonna miss all these things. And there's just mm-hmm. this great scene where like Clark is interviewing him and taking notes mm-hmm. in shorthand, mm-hmm. and then. Lex grabs it and goes like, what is this? What's this code you're writing? I can decrypt it in like 20, in like two minutes. But just tell me what it is. And then Superman's like, or Clark's like, it's shorthand. It's just my mother taught me to write in shorthand. And he's like, oh, right. (laughs) Like Lex didn't know what shorthand was, but he could easily decrypt it whenever he wanted to. I vaguely remember him talking to Superman as Superman while he gently escapes from prison. Mm Mm-hmm. Or that he gave, yeah, that he's just like, oh, yeah, I got to leave Superman. Mm-hmm. Like, see ya. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah. I, I like Lex, and I like where they're going oh, wait, with I got Lex. One. Prison is a creepy place, kitty. Ugh. Yeah. But that, uh, that Lex is a really. The big picture. Uh, I, I like where Lex is going in the current comics now. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have a favorite Lex memory uh, or thought I of Lex? Ad- I admire how much effort they took. To not ever make Gene Hackman shave his head. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they just take off a wig. They at take the end, off like, a, ah, see, a it was Gene a Hackman wig the whole wig. time, and it's very clearly a bald cap. And I think later on in the mm-hmm. film series, like he doesn't even bother with the bald look. Yeah, well, because he's big enough to be like, I'm not shaving my head. If you really you guys. want me to come back? It will cost you <laughs> billions. Is his son Ducky like actually in the comics too, or is that just a movie invention? Uh, Jeff Johns, I know, is introduced a character by that name. What was it? Jeff Luther. I can't remember that idiot's name. His dopey sidekick. I hated that guy. (laughs) But but Jeff Johns loves the Richard Donner films, Uh so he's tried to make them as real as possible. I really did. Richard Donner. Yeah, I well, I wish you can make fun of corny aspects like Mm -hmm. how they treated Lex in there, but. It, I I kind of wish a lot of that lightness was in Man of Steel or the current yeah. a lot of the current Superman comics. And I'm hoping Jeff Johns will bring that to it. Like he's now his new series is Superman. Like he's the Superman writer now. Mm-hmm. I, there's an ad for it in the most recent issue in the uh, Forever Evil book, the final issue, and it's drawn by John Romita Jr. and it looks weird. Like mm-hmm. it's just weird to see J.R. Jr. drawing Superman. The, the the this face. I would like to get back into Superman. I really would. I think it's a good time to pick up when Jeff Johns takes over the book. All right, and that's it for this week's superhero spotlight. You didn't ask me what my favorite. Oh, sorry, Dave. It was when he uh, uh, tied for the Royal Rumble winner with Bret Hart. Mm. Ooh, that was Lex Luger, who got his name from Lex Luthor. So that Lex that. Luger could not close the deal, man. He 
Yeah. He failed. What well, he got like he treated like he beat Yokozuna at SummerSlam just by like ring out like time and a place, the belts. boys. Time and a place. All right. Mm-hmm. So of the other news this week, there there's a tease that Marvel is going to be doing a reboot of their own, which I pray is not true. <laughs> really hope. Oh mm. shit! I forgot. One of the internet memes. Do you know the 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 uh, Lex Luthor internet meme that's so no. popular? Lex Luthor took forty cakes. Oh, there was a book called the Super Dictionary, yeah. which was just this fun book in the nineteen released in nineteen seventy eight. That is just uh, a, like a, a teaching book. Ter, ter uh. book for kids. And so when it's for the concept of forty, it's when no one was looking. Lex Luthor took forty cakes. He took forty cakes. That's as many as four tens, and that's, that's terrible. terrible. <laughs> it's, uh, it seems like it should it should be like the quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dogs. Like every letter in the alphabet is in this sentence about Lex Luthor. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like uh, I don't know, Marvel. It's, it's, re- in, it's in a DC book at some point, right? Well, yeah, they made it canon in <laughs> Secret <laughs> Origin. Like when oh. Clark <laughs> meets when Clark meets Lex for the first time, he's like, yeah. "Hey, wait, weren't you the guy who stole all those cakes?" I later found out that he was there for stealing 40 cakes from the school's bake sale. It was his revenge on the school administration that refused to let him enter a fission-powered toaster in the science fair. That's why he stole 40 cakes. See, that's that's smart of John's. I like that he put that in there. But uh, okay, but yeah, a, a possible Marvel reboot. We're gonna we're gonna be watching that for updates on that all night. Yeah, it's over. Uh, there was the Flash TV show trailer. Did you see that? I didn't actually. I meant to. It looks like expensive. Even ex- extended like, trailer. Yeah. The special effects in it looked expensive. It makes me think like, well, that can't. You'll see like a minute of that every episode. Or I actually something. didn't watch it specifically because all I've done is write stupid long things about, <laughs> about trailers trailer. that I see. And like, if I if I watch this, I'm gonna lose two hours. Speaking of trailers, huh? The yeah. only Flash TV uh-huh. show I'd watch is on Playboy. Huh? <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy, that was a pretty great trailer, Dude, that right? trailer is amazing. Yeah, it, uh, that music. The oh, trick, the... and I push this all the time when I was at another job. All you have to do to really make, like, is is find an incongruous song and try and cut to that and make it work. Mm-hmm. And every time it, it happens, we treat it like it's fucking genius. Everybody it, loves it. Be it the Gears of War trailer, mm-hmm. but, like, that this really high-concept out there space movie is being sold on hooked on a feeling and, and a song about jesus yeah and that's that's hilarious to me too because like it's all takes place in space basically in defiance of god and the bible set, and, and it's set to classic <laughs> rock like all this expensive cg characters walking around set mm-hmm. to classic rock so this is like the third trailer they've done the second. They, oh second it's they, the second huh. i think there was a teaser mm-hmm. and then and then the so it was First hooked on a feeling, one. and then now this new one has another. Yeah. And song. hooked on a feeling yeah. is in the new trailer too. It huh. ends with hooked on a feeling, and but it was like it also had the great like reservoir dog shot of them all walking around, and and then getting to hear Rocket, Rocket talk, talk for extended hearing Groot time. talk, hearing Dave Groot. talk. Yeah, you get to hear Dave. Talk hey, can you hear me talk right was, now? Hey, uh, we're talking right now, and then <laughs> hearing Glenn Close talk. There's a brief. Blink and you'll miss it shot Homer's or Glenn mom? Close, which we, yes, which we She seems forget. to be president of the universe in the film, <laughs> I think, by the look of her character. It's very distinct. But yeah, it's like, it's, it's real risky. That's what I liked mm-hmm. about it. It was a risky looking trailer, 
that was about jokes and about weird looking people only one like only a couple of people that look like humans then mm-hmm. like a supporting actor is john c Riley. like he's the authority figure kind of in the in the trailers at least to, to me it, the trailer <laughs> had absolutely everything yeah i love that trailer it had and it was it like is, over two minutes long it is the best trailer i've seen and you didn't hear me saying this but the captain america trailers i thought they were pretty boring um but the, just humor you get the definition of Rocket Raccoon's nutsack, the definition of Zoe Saldana's ass. It's got the sex mm-hmm. shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Gamora is like, a sexy lady. Every beat you need to hit that makes a movie look appealing, I think it does very well. And it's it, I did I was serious when I wrote it up on LegendDunBuggas.com. It's one of those things I'm probably going to watch at least once a week. They also just revealed a poster or something. Yeah, like and the poster yep. is super great. I, I saw like there's a post on uh, Dorkly mm-hmm. about it, about like it was poking fun at how it it almost it kind of goes against all the tropes of movie posters as of late like the hmm. female lead does not have her butt to the ca- to the front of the poster mm-hmm. it's not blue and orange I'm so sick of those cups. and it, there's not a giant face on it that's yeah. a, the main character it's, it's like got a very classic Indiana Jones kind of feel which yeah. without the big head that was yeah I, I'm really of course we're looking forward to it but yeah. every new trailer makes it look even better uh you know, this Godzilla is not a comic book, so we're not going to talk about Godzilla. And I feel like it feels wrong to discuss the Godzilla film without Brett. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to do that. Sorry, Dave. Yeah. But here's the big news, guys. The big, big news I really want to talk about. David S. Goyer. I'm starting to think he's kind of an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I am getting a little tired of hearing him talk. So I've heard enough people talk shit about him like mm-hmm. as just I, I've heard when I've complained about Man of Steel and mm-hmm. I blame Zack Snyder for it mm-hmm. they go like no it's David S. Goyer's writing like Goyer is a yeah. shitty screenwriter Snyder's writer which, never read an issue of Superman but it is the it is the director mm-hmm. uh, the director is the auteur of the film it mm-hmm. doesn't matter I, I the screenwriting doesn't matter as much as the director but and then Goyer just keeps saying all these kind of shitty things, and he had this new quote that uh, that was released in a podcast, which partially I feel kind of bad that, like... You're he, not supposed well, to mind but, things from podcasts. Things that we say here are sacrosanct and not to be repeated. Well, it wasn't him on a podcast. Mm-hmm. It was him at a live panel at an event mm-hmm. that was then released as a podcast. So it's not like this is some... Like even an intimate conversation he had it with a friend yeah. where he said these things. So but trying to entertain a large audience. The, the AV Club has talked. The AV Club had this great write up about it. That just that in the past, Goyer has just like made it seem like he has kind of a real distaste for writing superhero stuff, mm-hmm. even though he writes it all the time. He didn't always though. And right? that he's starting. He wrote the Justice Society comics that I really liked. He oh, co-wrote right. them with Jeff Johns. Needed a really good job. But all right. So on this uh, on. The Script Notes podcast, we were just talking about writing for the superhero genre. David Goyer, who also wrote the Ghost Rider film, the Demonic first one. Toys, one of my favorites. The Blade Trilogy. The Substitute and, with Tom Berenger. And Not te- Treat Williams. And technically, Dark Batman Begins and Dark Knight Rises, but really it was Christopher Nolan and his brother. And Come Dark on. City? Jesus. He's written a I ton guess. of stuff and a ton of TV shows. Goyer's done a lot of things, but... Doesn't seem all that into comics. So here, first, he talks shit. He talks shit about two green superheroes. Mm-hmm. One was She-Hulk. Mm. The uh, the oh boy, like he uh, he says, I have a theory about She-Hulk, which was which was created by a man, right? So the Hulk was dot ellipses. My right, ladies. 
<laughs> ellipses. We're created by man, right? Ellipses. So the Hulk was this classic male power fantasy. It's like most of the people reading comic books were these people like me who were just getting the, were just these little kids getting the shit kicked out of them every day. And so then they create She-Hulk, right? Who is still smart. I think She-Hulk is the chick that you would fuck if you were Hulk. You know what I'm saying? She-Hulk was the extension of the male power fantasy. So it's like, if I'm going to be this geek who becomes Hulk, then let's create a giant green porn star that I that only the Hulk could fuck. No, no wonder <laughs> everybody kept messaging me about getting HulkDick.com back. Yes, that's true. All right, so first off, they're cousins. Like, continuity-wise, they weren't... <laughs> they were not created uh, to fuck. Is that legal in New York? It might be. Second... <laughs> Second, the reason she was created back then, as was pointed out in an article I read on Bleeding Cool, was that they did it for copyright protection concerns. Really? Oh. Marvel was afraid mm. that with an Incredible Hulk TV show, that the film, that the TV show producers would make a She-Hulk TV show because Bionic uh. Man got a Bionic Woman spinoff, and if the TV show producers made the She-Hulk, they'd own the rights to She-Hulk. That's why they made a Spider-Woman as well. So they did it first, wow. so they wouldn't lose the copyright. That's why they were created then. So, but third, less respectable means of creation. But third, like while while nobody would deny that She Hulk mm-hmm. has not been a sex symbol in comics, like mm-hmm. she is also a smart woman who is not portrayed as like the fuck object of everybody. No. Like she is. It's just like him totally missing the point on. And slap portrayer as like a total like fuck monster. Yeah, and and. A consumer of a consumer of D and that spits it, it out when she's. It dead. just makes me think that that's what he views her as. Like he's like, oh yeah, like like he's just he's really projecting on the character of She Hulk. Like it's not fun, but I want to give him the benefit of the doubt by saying he was trying to entertain a large audience. Yes, with base yeah. humor probably didn't mean all this. Insane. No, Chris, I think that everyone who all says right. anything on a podcast means it 100%. <laughs> and I hope this is pulled up later oh, in boy. my life to prove me wrong oh, about something. Oh, boy, I don't want to think about that. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm really going to regret this from when uh, Jaden Smith drops out of the film <laughs> that you made. Yeah. <laughs> boy, if if we had the kind of luck we had with, with Jay, <laughs> with the... Uh, Ellen Page and us like like Oof. by the time this episode comes out like Gene Smith will be dead or something we'll just be in a lot of trouble. Big fan. I <laughs> hope that doesn't happen. I don't want, wish I had anybody. But also okay, but back to the Hulk thing. Somebody also pointed out that like he's misunderstanding the Hulk too. Mm-hmm. That film critic Hulk pointed out I cannot get any <laughs> service in your place. But yeah. I read a tweet from film critic Hulk that I can't quote, but that the gist of it was that the best Hulk stories are not male power fantasies. Mm-hmm. They uh, they play off the expectations of that yeah. and show what happens when those male power fantasies fail. Or moving beyond that, those are the best Hulk stories. The best Hulk stories Sometimes are not the about... the best Superman stories. The best Hulk stories are not about when Hulk punched a guy yeah. really hard. Never. That's not the best When Hulk I remember story. stuff, it's... The coolest moment I remember from Hulk in recent memory is... Him biting the gre- the gold gun of the Red Hulk. This will kill you instantly. He's pointing it in his face, and Hulk just bites off the end of it. Beautiful. So, but then Wolverine sticking his claws through his head. Mm-hmm. You remember that because it's like, well, you can't take down Hulk. And every time, yeah. you, every time someone does, that's the most memorable thing about him. 
Well, meanwhile, uh, Goyer, just to make sure he pissed off DC fans too. By the way, Goyer is still writing. He's writing. He is the credit one of the credit writers on Batman v Superman, and is expected to write the Justice League and film. Blade and Demonic Toys, lest you forget. He wonders how people like how you can even do the Martian Manhunter, which is that is questionable. Like Martian Manhunter is a tough pill to swallow. Though then again, like. Hulk is way crazier than is, no. Is, is okay. No, he isn't. No, he's 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 what do you call it? Uh, <laughs> at least something within our galaxy. Radiation from in our galaxy. yeah, it's true. He's something not a Martian. Yes, yeah, not a full on omnipotent. Uh, but then okay, the first he says that the Martian Manhunter. You can't call him that in the movie. That's the sounds too goofy. You just got to. It's it's too goofy as Martian Manhunter. It's got to be Manhunter is mm. what he says. <laughs> And then second, he says... What about the Green Lantern Manhunter? He, he is skeptical that Martian Manhunter has even been heard of by people. So he says to the room uh, of people, how many people in the audience have heard of Martian Manhunter? After their reply, like people are clapping, like yes. recognizing that they've heard of him, he says, how many people that raise their hands have ever been laid? Uh. <laughs> Uh, so why why the uh, fuck is he even there then? If he's that if he detests him that much, why is he showing up for? I'm him? from Hollywood. <laughs> well, you I'm nerds. Well, like also <clears throat> that's such an easy joke. Like yeah. he's mm-hmm. a sexless comic nerd too. Mm-hmm. Like that is what he was. That like, is su- successful in Hollywood and thus gets he gets laid. all the action. He's like, hey, I directed Blade Trinity. Hop on this shit. <laughs> God, that was a dumb thing to say. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> like, yeah, so I am really not liking David S. Goyer right now, mm-hmm. and, which is his SAG name, I guess. It's really just David Goyer. Upcoming screenplay for Metal Gear Solid, Dave. I think you're going to like it. Yeah, that <laughs> film will totally come out, guys. <laughs> they're not just pretending like they've got a deal with Avia Rod and they're going to make it and never have anything happen. This will be a movie. Never, ever going to all right. How many of you know who Revolver Ocelot is? All right. Now, how many of you have slept with a woman? I thought so. <laughs> Question answered. All right. Yeah. Maybe he's maybe he's secretly filming a mo- a, like a fake documentary of him being like a Andy Kaufman style. Yeah, like he's asshole. pulling a Joaquin Phoenix on us. Ugh, that movie. Mm-hmm. Fuck that it's movie. Terrible. I've heard I've heard our friend Grim uh, Michael Grimm defend that movie, but like everybody knew it was fake when he was mm-hmm. filming it. Like he didn't fool. If the point of it is to fool people, which he seems to think he was fooling people, mm-hmm. it sure as shit didn't. Like, Did not. <sighs> all right. So last week's question of the week was. You have no idea. I had the wrong thing loaded up, but it was about the X-Men. I remember that. Who should have their own solo film? Yeah, who should have their own solo film? And as I always love to do, I swear, I had it loaded up on my phone. I just didn't have the right tab open. I have an answer. Okay, yeah, you it didn't should answer. star Kelsey Grammer as the oh, Beast, yeah. Oh, yeah. and the big villain is a stage. A stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a human interpreter. <laughs> oh, good lord! No, good lord! Oh, good lord! Oh, <laughs> my stars and goddess! I love that. Even in his, when something like that happens, and he falls and injures himself, he can't bring himself to curse. Oh, oh good, good lord! lord. Oh. oh, my goodness! Oh dear! Crab ball sack. Now I can't get any. Fucking very. It's probably because I'm looking up this. Um, this trip through it's a small world, pretending I was a UN interpreter. 
<laughs> that's the f- that auto fills when you put in Kelsey and the YouTube. Oh, I don't feel that bad for him. Okay, so let me. I wonder uh, if anyone knows the end of that joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, so yeah, we asked about this in response to Channing Tatum mm-hmm. being cast as Gambit and who will po- quite possibly star in his own film. Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. Tatum. Mm-hmm. The, the, the greatest torso in America. But, uh, you know, people got mad at me that I was making fun of him for like, oh, you're attractive and funny. Go to hell. Like, it's just, it was out of jealousy, guys. Like, it was partially a joke out of jealousy. You know what? Get mad, people. Put mm. your hatred on us. Bladed Falcon was the first we deserve it. Uh, responder, and he says, I'm going to go with Nightcrawler. As shown in the beginning of X2, his powers and athleticism lend themselves really well to the very dynamic and fun action sequences. And I think exploring someone with his background and demonic appearance would make for a unique, interesting comic film, if done right. I would really just like to see Alan Cumming be Nightcrawler again. Uh, on the screen. I don't know if he could carry a movie, though. Mm. No, but I love him, man. He's, he's great. Yeah, I loved his performance as Nightcrawler. And I still, like, when I read him in the comics now, I, I hear Alan coming in my head. <laughs> ah. Sad because he's not. You he hear, doesn't you hear Alan coming. coming in your head? In my head. <laughs> 90 miles an hour. Uh, Batman <laughs> Boy said, I'd go with, Ste- with Mystique in all honesty. She has a pretty rich backstory and could work similar to a Black Widow film in some ways. And Jennifer Lawrence has the star power for it to actually make money. I she is one of the few women who get. I, I really feel like she just won't make another movie. How, no, many, how many more she, like. Just the next one, I think. I, th- yeah. I think she's doing this out of some kind of kindness, to be totally honest. She probably could have yeah, got out a, of this. It was a three film deal. I'm, yeah. I, I feel certain it was <laughs> three film. You got out of those deal. things all the time, such as Mark Webb. Well, they yeah. delayed it, but. All right. Aaron Baba says it would be nice for Deadpool to get some proper treatment. Let him be a loudmouth and break the fourth wall with the audience, maybe? Charlie Day. Not too sure if it works as well as it did in Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom. Never heard of it. See, I wasn't on that commentary track, but I didn't feel like Ryan Reynolds did a bad job when he no, was no. when he was the loudmouth. No, when he, was, he was the night we gave him the when most he was Wade Wilson. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the portrayal of Deadpool as a oh, let's cybernetic, uh, decapitating machine. Mm. Yeah, like once he, once the mask goes on, it was all. Oh, John Wahisla is a really good one. That. Mm. Uh, I think it would be really cool to see a Star Jammers movie, Ooh. as in the spacefaring dad of Cyclops and his alien bride and other weirdos, basically on a ripoff of the Millennium Falcon. I know they're not technically mutants, but it's not a stretch to think that if Guardians does really well for Marvel this summer, that Fox wouldn't try to make it happen. Mm. I... That's a big if. The yeah. Guardians would do so well that they would then copy it at, at Fox. Uh, Goose Goose says... Uh, John also has a review for Forever Evil up on lasertimepodcast.com. Check it out. Goose Goose says, Cyclops only so he can finally get some fucking respect on the big screen and not just be a whiny boy scout that unceremoniously dies. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, oh, I love this one. Stain Puddle says, Dazzler. In all seriousness, though, oh, you should have been serious with Dazzler. A movie about Colossus and his journey from mm. Russia till his in, in, initiation mm. to the X-Men. Mm, 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 mm. I'm a big fan of that. All right. And uh, I'm going to read one more from the second page, just so you people don't think I don't read the second page. And what do I mean by you people? I mean commenters, of course. Come on. <laughs> 
What are you, what are you guys talking about? All right, the the uh, blah 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 blah. What'd you call them earlier? Baby fags? Why'd you do that? Hank? Why did? Why? <laughs> <laughs> why? All right, uh, Black uh, Pariah oh. says, uh, "I'd really like a X twenty three movie, but someone already made it with Serios Ronin and called it Hannah." <laughs> you know, I think that Hannah's kind of a, right. Hannah basically yeah. is an X-23 film. Hannah's a great superhero origin story, too. I also love Black Pride's gif of uh, the uh, the 70s Wonder Woman spinning and saying, spinning away all the fucks I give. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good nice. one. Linda uh, Evans. Linda Evans. What? No, wait. Linda, no, not Hamilton. Linda Carter. Linda no. Carter. Linda Evans is someone else. Yes. All right, that's all the that's all that one. Mm-hmm. God, this is going. This is a long one, guys. I'm sorry. Shit. Sorry, I'm boring you. All right, so the rumor is for this week's question of the week. The rumor mm-hmm. is that Marvel might be doing a total reboot next year in May 15. Something they said they'd never do mm-hmm. ever. They would never do it. <clears throat> now, do you think that Marvel is really going to do it, or they're just trying to play us? And if it is true... Where did this come from? I never heard that. Uh, this was from a retailer event where Marvel says that they're, mm. they were talking about their 2015 summer event, started May 2015, run by Jonathan Hickman, who, after Infinity, was not great. I'm, I'm a little bothered. He's going to be in charge of their big thing. But Even in the comics. Yeah. Mm. In the comics, they are implying that with the stuff that's... You, you read New Avengers where they've had to mm. like blow up a world to mm-hmm. save a world, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. That this is all leading to the complete destruction of the Marvel universe that will then be remade and with new continuity, and the, but and so they imply that they talk about Hickman doing it. They say a giant thing's going to happen, and they say it'll be something that Marvel's never done before, which wow. a reboot would be that. So, if it's true, so do you think it's true? And if it's true, what is your reaction? Or is it good, positive? Hmm. I'll start out. Uh, I don't think it's true. I think Marvel really wants us to believe it's true. Even when the story is coming out, Mm -hmm. and then by the end, and they might even do like issue six of seven Mm -hmm. is in a rebooted universe, but then in seven it goes back to normal. Mm. But I really don't think like the keeping their continuity there is what differentiates them from DC and that they've already proven with the now with the Marvel now books mm-hmm. they don't need a reboot to freshen up characters yeah. like that's it's it's backwards thinking to think we have to throw everything out to make it work they really just need to uh, just make them feel fresh with fresh stories and just ignore the canon they don't need to deal with mm-hmm. and if it is true I, I am disappointed. I feel like that is a, a move by executives, not by writers. I think it could, conversely, only in that front, I think it could be done by writers because what event do they have left? Almost every normal, kind of done every normal Marvel book is an epic crossover. They're completely. Well, that's why Original Sin is like a murder mystery. Yeah, every every complete every every Marvel book has a crossover from like sixteen other characters from different universes. So they can't do that. They've already killed a bunch of people, so that's not very special either. They brought back Thanos. They brought back Ultron. What do you got left? What's on the table? What's something you've never done before? And one one thing they've never done before is 
I can't imagine they'll reboot the universe. That can't happen. Mm-hmm. But uh, if I was going to guess, something like Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider could be completely rebooted. Nothing involves any anybody else in the mm-hmm. universe, strangely. <laughs> even though he's talking directly to the devil. Uh, they could completely reboot yeah. Ghost Rider. I mean, and they ha- kind of have. That's how they treat a lot of those now books. Of just like... The the last stuff happened, but we're not going to talk yeah, about it. These, these characters are cleanly broken from the last. Yeah, thing. they're not they're not they're not normally thought of as being part of a team, so it doesn't have to affect them. I'm a little interested, as much as I don't like cheap death. Like mm-hmm. I do like a good event and getting you to care. I am vaguely interested in the end of Wolverine. So, like the closest parallel to this would be the new Fifty Two. Right? Did that do well? Is the new fifty? Did that do like super well for it, DC? It boosted DC sales big time. Though Marvel with Marvel now still has more market share. Like mm-hmm. it's still the more successful of the two. And I mean, like they can't do like a half measure. Like they could. They like, oh well, here's our reboot universe. But don't worry, your comics. Uh, you know what they'll do? They'll reboot. Well, they kind of did that with Ultimate Universe. Yeah. Anyway. that's the reboot the Ultimate Universe. That's what they'll yeah. be doing. Well, it, you, you, are there I, any ultimate, yeah, Marvel ultimates that are that like people would be so upset that? No, they've kind of transformed. Well, that's why I don't think they'll do it because mm. they basically transformed that universe as it is. Like the the Ultimate Universe was originally just here's all your favorite characters, mm-hmm. but they're just younger uh, and more I extreme. The, and now they've killed off so many of them that it's yeah. pretty much just the, a the new original group. purpose. I think was to like get people in fresh on certain her- superheroes. Yeah continuity but now i'm pretty sure ultimate the ultimate universe is a companion piece for marvel really diehard marvel fans who can't get enough mm-hmm. they can easily reboot that and without upsetting the rest uh, of the universe yeah in fact people thought they were going to do that with cataclysm and were kind of cool with it yeah i keep thinking they're gonna just go all the way and they haven't done it yet so yeah we'll we will see but yeah give us your replies uh and thoughts on that in the forum post for this week's episode in the forums on lasertimepodcast.com and now it's time for the plugs lasertimepodcast.com bitch it's this week we got uh, godzilla's greatest hits no spoilers for the new movie we're not talking anything like that mostly we're talking with brett michael and hank is it hank uh, about Godzilla's greatest hits, his 60-year legacy with the Toho mm. Company, how he became who he is, what he means to uh, a nation and a world of people. It was the Godzilla episode Brett had been promising yeah. for three years. Yes. Godzilla's great-ass tits. Yeah. Is that what it looks like? Uh, just the I way when you say greatest hits. Greatest hits. Cheap podcast. I put up a bonus episode recently, and one of my favorite things ever. It's quite the bonus. Yeah, it is fun to listen to. If you, if if you you guys, yeah, you guys don't have to know what happened on Raw this week, last week, or even ten years ago. Yeah, you'll just have a lot of fun with it. It is a really good episode. The only requirement is that you have watched the USA Network (laughs) in the early nineties, or know what early nineties. TV movies for like. Yeah. So then there's also VG Empire, the uh, video game music podcast that Brett hosts. Godzilla music up right now. Uh, yeah. And then Video Game Apocalypse, which this Mountains. week. Mountains. Yeah. Yes. Michael Raparez takes a seemingly boring subject and makes it less boring. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well, we can't talk up the hate pack. If you didn't get the hate pack, you missed out on you it. Fuck the dog. Maybe, maybe move a little faster next time and pay, pay up. There was a grace period that's been extended, but I don't want to ah. do that. Like we, there has to be limits. 
<laughs> has to be some limits. But you can buy if you. Uh, but we still got the Laser Time Bandcamp if you want to right. hear comic book focused things like the oh. Agents of Shield uh, first five episodes commentary tracks or the Batman Returns mm-hmm. commentary. I want to say go to lasertimepodcast.com in general. We've ramp- revamped a bunch of stuff there. We have mm. stuff up every day. Uh, we have thrown a bunch of stuff on the YouTube. We are streaming on Twitch, twitch.tv slash lasertime, and putting all those up on uh, youtube.com slash lasertime network. Network, some asshole artist. Um, and, but we have a bunch of stuff going there. I hope we'll have some brand new features up on the YouTube channel um, either late this week or early next. Correct. Yeah. All right, so that's it for this week. And until next time, Excelsior! Excelsior!